Australia's struggling aged care sector has been talked about for a few. T- has been talked about a few times here on 4BC Drive. The industry has been in crisis for years, and we can't blame uh, the new Labor government for all of the dramas that are happening within the aged care. Richard Colbeck, who was the former minister, was a dope who did nothing, but now it faces a new threat. The data shows that the aged care skills shortage has doubled in less than a year, with the industry facing an annual shortage of 35,000 workers. A new report shows that the sector needs an extra 43,000 workers within a year to keep up with the federal government's promised minimum staffing levels. Now, we all got to remember the uh, Prime Minister, Anthony, uh, Anthony Albanese, promised a $2.5 billion aged care package to overhaul the sector if Labor was successful in the federal election. So... Where are we with all of this? Well, Queensland's very own Annika Wells, the federal MP for Lily and the Minister for Aged Care. And I've never called her this before, but good afternoon, Minister. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? I'm very well. Firstly, congratulations. Thank you. That's very kind. And it must be, I mean, you you must be overwhelmed at the moment because there's a lot of work to be done. But let's talk about uh, this aged care. I guess it it is safe to say you could call it a crisis at this stage. Now, I know you've only just taken the portfolio. I've called Richard Colbeck a dope. I don't think there'll be many people out there that won't agree with me on that. But let's talk about these workers and how we're going to fulfil this 43,000 workers. This, This is this shortage. Yeah, it's further confirmation of what you and I and every listener listening to you this afternoon already knew, which is that the aged care workforce is in crisis, and that's because there's been years and years where absolutely nothing was done to address chronic shortfalls. I mean, the entire report from the Royal Commission was called neglect. So this is what we're facing now. Uh, COVID made chronic problems worse, and now we have a, a huge problem with tens of thousands of workers to find as soon as humanly possible. How do we find the Minister? Where do we look, I guess? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's a complex problem, needs a considered solution. We're going to have to do a number of things, one of which we've already started, which was wrote to the Fair Work Commission to get permission to put a submission into back pay rises for aged care workers because we want people to come back to the sector and we want people who would, would consider that caring work um, who might otherwise go elsewhere because they get paid more to stack shelves at Woolies to choose to come to work in aged care because we want people to, to understand we value their care. So we're working on a pay rise. Mm. Uh, we're working on cultural improvements and, and having people, having Australians understand we value their care. And also we're looking at migration. That's no surprise. It's got mm. to be part of the mix. Yeah. Um, but we've got to work together, being me and a number of other ministers in the Albanese government, to work out what policy settings will give us the outcome we now, Minister, Anthony Albanese, the new Prime Minister, throughout his campaign, he promised $2.5 billion on an aged care package to overhaul the sector. That, that, now, that included nurses to be on, uh, to be on hand. He was criticised yeah. by then Prime Minister Scott Morrison for saying, where are you going to find these nurses? Well, it is a very good question. If we're 43,000 short, where are we going to find these nurses to work 24 hours in aged care facilities? Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that Scott Morrison said that just shows what an absolute absence of leadership he had about fixing up the sector, which is one of our most important sectors as Australia ages. Everybody knows someone who's touched by the aged care crisis. I know your listeners do. Mm. Um, As to where we're going to find these nurses, we have data, we have studies, we have the nurses' union telling us that there are nurses who have... Where are they? Where where are they? 
they've left the sector that have gone to places like the NDIS or, mm. or other parts of the care economy where they get paid better and they get valued better. And we also know that there are plenty of nurses out there who work less hours than they'd like, given that we're all facing this cost of living crisis, who would take more hours um, if they are offered them. So, again, complex problem, considered yeah. solution, but I'm still confident we can keep that commitment. But, but Minister, what about... You've talked about there that they've gone away because of the pay. Are we going to give them more money? Is that yes, the incentive to get them back? That's part of the submission to Fair Work that we're currently preparing and then the Commission is going to consider as a base of August. Mm. I want to just move on quickly, Minister, if I can. There's going to be a report uh, that will drop later today on the local Labor government here in Queensland, the Coldrake report. Obviously, there's been some damning allegations about integrity within the Palaszczuk government. I don't need you to comment on that, but just more broadly in politics, and I'll have a little bit more to say about this during the program. Um, integrity, I, I have to say, is one of the most important things within government. Um, are we are we starting to see a lack of integrity of taxpayers and the general or the layman being taken on a ride by politicians? Do you feel over the last few years? Well, you know, we haven't mentioned my other portfolio yet, which is the Ministry for Sport. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Many of your listeners will remember during the 46th Parliament had the sports fraud scandal, and it's mm. now my job to clean that up and make sure that Australians can have faith in the system. Mm. It, it is both sides of government. It is both sides of government. Uh, well, I guess where my experience is literally today is talking to people about what we need to do to restore faith in the system. Like you say, we've just had an election where people have voted out the government and they've also voted in a bunch of independents because they think that that will give more integrity to the parliament. I heard that message. Mm. I stood for 10 hours for 10 days at pre-poll and I listened to people say integrity and aged care were the two issues that people were changing their votes so I am very cognizant of my duty now in this job to bring in some integrity back to both my portfolios. Is, mm, is it safe to say, that, being that you're a mother as, as well, you are the busiest politician? I've never <laughs> seen someone as busy as you. And, how, and how's the transition been? Um, I mean, obviously, I, I saw a fantastic photo of you with your girls. I think it might have been when you were getting sworn in and you were all sort of piled into Parliament House. How's it been? Yeah, that's that was the twins in the pram. That was Celeste with the tiara. My husband was carrying the frozen headphones that we were going to use as a break glass in case of emergency bribe to, you know, keep behaviour in line. Mm. We had some beautiful photos from the swearing in. There was like a low level of infant noise at all times. During you, the there were so many babies. Are they going to go into question time? I've seen you do it before. Um, they haven't come to question time. They have. They have. I have held them for speeches. I did a, a speech about multiple births awareness week, so I brought them in and, and held them for that. Look, the cots, the twin cots, have made the journey from my old office across to my new office, um, and I think that. Well, certainly what I talked to heaps of parents out there during the election campaign about was seeing that work visibly because everybody's juggling different demands and they want to see those of us who are doing it here in the parliament do it visibly because it helps that cultural change um, in their workplaces as well when they see that this workplace is, is flexible and allows people like me to do incredibly complex, difficult, um, high-powered work whilst uh, having 18-month twins and a, and a five-year-old girl. Well, I've got to say, you do, you do a good job because they'd be... Oh, I saw how busy you were. There's no way I could do it, Minister. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to speaking to you on Drive into the future. It's always a pleasure, Peter. Have a good hour. That's the Federal Aged Care, and, uh, Federal Aged Care Minister, Annika Wells.